Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. On this episode of Celeb Savant, we head to Ghana in West Africa and meet Jackie. Jackie is an Afro-soul, Afro-fusion singer. She grew up in Kumasi, Ghana during a musical era where soul music reigned. The 20-year-old's music career began in early 2019 while being a student of Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, where she studies a BSc in international business. She's currently in her third year and is very passionate about her studies to create an inspiring story for creatives. In February 2019, she released her first single, Love is Pretty, and after a few months, she released her single known as Never Like This, her most successful piece of work to date. Jackie's debut project, The Seed EP, has accumulated 11 million streams on six platforms in five months. Forever is number one on top 200 Shazam Nigeria, and the number one on the top Triller chart in Nigeria. Jackie is the first female artist to top the Triller chart. Jackie has performed at Tidal Rave Festival, Live Wired, Glitz Fashion Awards, YFM Area Codes, Script and Sounds, Rapaholic, and many more. Up next on Slaps Front, we've got Jackie. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? I'm doing amazing and I would like to greet your listeners as well. I'm in Ghana at the moment, which is originally where I'm from. Yes, I've been moving around the world throughout the year, but at the moment I'm currently in Ghana and yeah, having a good time. Let's rewind. So you've been in the entertainment world for or creating music for a few years. So at what age did you realize, cool, I want to be creating music or be in the entertainment world? And how did that journey progress to where we are today? This is such a nice question. Thank you so much. So music started for me five years ago, 2019, Mm -hmm. when I was a student on campus. I studied international business at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. That was where I bumped into my now producer that I work with almost all the time called Sosa. I met him through a friend and that's where the whole the whole journey of my music started. We recorded a song on campus and that song dropped and everybody was taking by surprise about my voice and everybody started loving my music. From there it has been quite a journey also because when I started music, I did not start with my dad's name because my dad is a, a high life legend from Ghana. Oh, okay. So everybody, okay. yeah, would expect yes. that, oh, if I, if my dad is a big musician like this, why didn't I start with his name? But I wanted yes. to go through the whole, the gradual step anybody would go through as an artist. Mm. That's what I wanted mm. to experience. And so I decided but to start with my dad's name. And it has been a good journey with ups and downs and all of that. But it's something that I've been able to experience a lot of things from. Do you perceive that if you uh, started creating music with your dad's name or your dad's surname and so forth, and people realized you were his daughter, do you think there would have been less ups and downs and it would have been more smooth sailing? Or do you feel that the ups and downs would have been different? I feel like maybe I wouldn't be able to tell 
Okay. Because <laughs> yes. life can be unpredictable sometimes. Absolutely. But at the same time, if I'm supposed to predict, maybe if I started with his name, people wouldn't would have known me um earlier as compared to how it started with growth, maybe like twenty, fifty, hundred and on. But it yes. would have started from hundred, two hundred, oh, okay. three hundred and that. And at the same time too, maybe I would have been able to enter some rooms that I'm entering now, I've entered them earlier. Okay. Yeah. So there's the positive side. And then there's also that part where some people will be like, Oh, she's been spoon fed and so everything yeah. is so easy for her. And so we cannot relate to the struggles of starting music and having like going through struggles as an artist but when people can actually relate to how things have worked for you i feel like sometimes it also works yeah you mentioned also earlier that people were surprised by your singing voice surprised because they hadn't heard it before or why was that yes so i was getting quite a number of comments from people that said my voice is new to them. I think it's because of how deep I sing. Okay. When I when I start to sing, I, I sing really deep in a very low tone as compared to how I talk. And so people felt like that was a refreshing sound as in something that they haven't heard in a long time. So that is the comments that I was getting. Oh, her voice oh, is man. really deep. Oh, her voice is really soft. It's really down. And that, yeah. For those people who don't know, you mentioned your father's a legend in the industry. Is he or was he a solo musician, part of a band? Yeah, he was a solo musician. Okay. But he started off with a group and okay. then he went solo. So the genre he was doing was high life. I like music. It's okay. a it's a genre from Ghana. So that was what he was on. A very big, popular Ghanaian legend. <laughs> okay, lovely. Now let's dive into your creative mind and creative world. So from zero to three to four minutes, creating a song. Is it easy every time? What motivates it? What invigorates it? Let's dive into your creative journey in creating a song. Right. I'm one person that likes to record in the dark. I'm always... When you come from my studio sessions, there's no lights. It's always oh, dark wow. and I have candles and then some snacks and some drinks. Main reason is I feel whenever I'm creating in the dark, I don't get to see anything. And I don't like it when I have a lot of people in the studio. It's usually just me and the producer okay. or just me and then one person, maybe my manager or a friend. But eight out of 10 times, it's just me and the producer. And the place is dark. And when I, I pick inspiration from the beat, you know, there's some artists that will write the song before the producer makes the beat. I rarely do that. I always, or mostly, I listen to the beat. I listen to it over and over. And then in the dark room, I try and imagine what I want the story to be about. So okay. I now become like a director mm. in the song. So I picture a story and then I write what I want it to be about. And I always, get to feel like I'm the only person in the world at that point that I'm writing the song so it always comes from a deep place yes so what's next on your uh, journey you've got a number of songs coming out I saw um, a new release uh, on the I'm very much a person that follows the charts and on the UK charts and I saw last week Friday you were on the new release list for one of your new songs what are the next steps for you short term and long term what are your goals (laughs) I am looking forward to expanding my listeners. Mm. I mean, 
it's um all thanks to my song Forever, which is now my biggest song. I've been able to tap into the international markets in countries outside Ghana. And I've been playing shows around. I'd love to expand that. I'd love to um reach more people, more ears, expand my fan base and then start going on tour. I'm also looking forward to performing in big arenas in few years to come and my song touching the rest of the world and you know that's that's one of my big goals right now i'm also working on my album yes. my debut album which is going to come real soon that's one thing that is 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 going to blow people's minds so this is i love your goals they're so determined they're so strong they're so focused yeah. which is amazing <laughs> that's a cool yeah yeah what do you enjoy about performing live i'm able to speak directly to the fans and i'm able to also um sometimes just tweak the song just a little bit and make it a different version not entirely different but a soothing version of whatever it is and whenever i'm performing live i'm able to communicate with the fans directly just the way that i want so i'm that person that's always dancing up in front enjoying the vibe i'll take my phone out for one or two songs couple of clips couple of photos but I noticed the people around me have got their phones out a lot of the time, busy posting, tweeting, videoing, photos. Do you feel from the person on the receiving end that that's a distraction from the communication that you reference or it's just where society is at the moment? I would be on both sides okay. and say that one, right now we're in a generation where everything or almost everything is so um on our phones yeah technology has taken over and a majority of our people now are into content creating influencing mm-hmm. and you know back then when you could create memories on a cd or an album you have you know when you go to people's houses they have photo albums yes. and and then they have um cds where you can watch videos of whatever they've had right now most of our memories are on our phones. Mm. We have to capture memories and then relive them, go back home and watch them. So I believe there's that part, but there's also that part where, you know, you take that footage and then maybe the rest of the, the concerts or the rest of the program, you enjoy it. And then you, you, you get to feel it because you, you would want to have an experience physically and have an experience on your phone to watch later on. But if you end up recording the entire concert, that means you never got to, it's more like you watching it on TV at home because yes. you're paying attention to what you're recording on your phone. So you can take some footages in some parts of the concert and then you enjoy the rest of the concert with your eye physically. Enjoy the moment, enjoy the artist. So yeah, I think that's how it has to work. So you know, there were CDs, as you mentioned, vinyls, records, cassettes. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware, those are making a massive comeback. For example, vinyls in the yes, UK. yes, <laughs> yes. I love that resounding <laughs> yes. Vinyls in the UK had a big uh, impact last year. CDs as well. I love me a CD. I love the CD because it gives me an opportunity to say thank you to you for all your hard work. It's an energy yeah. exchange. I like the pictures. It's an experience and journey to choose which one. Open the wrapping. Listen to the entire album, and then we've got yeah. these digital platforms. What preference do you have, if either, and what are your perceptions on the physical and the digital? 
I like the fact that we're getting the vinyls and everything like everything is coming back more like the vintage era in our generation now is kind of interesting and i wish i actually wish it became another option that is actually coming to stay i like it because you know sometimes it feels nice to not to not be doing what everybody is doing. Mm. If everybody is playing music from their phones, you should be able to also play music on the CD as an option. I feel like right now we're also at a point where people get tired of everything easily. And that is why um some Y2K sounds are coming back. You see people dressing like the 2000s. People are now listening to a lot of the songs from the 2000s, even myself. Um, the past few months, my playlist has been full of songs from the 1990s or 2000s and all that. Yeah. It's because we miss it and we, we, we are getting like, we're getting a lot of memories from them. And so I do like that. And I do think if we're able to push that agenda, it will be nice because if I am somebody that I have an audience from people who are not just from my generation, but if I have people who are from the older generation listening to me who are not able to use their phones to listen to my music. It would be nice to be able to provide vinyls and cassettes for people like them to listen at home. And then, you know, it would be nice to also make them feel a part of um, whatever means people can listen to my music. It's actually the younger generations that are actually picking up the vinyls and cassettes and CDs. Yes. They're the ones who are like, yes, we want them back. (laughs) Yeah, we want them back. (laughs) I know if I had to ask you this question tomorrow in two days, I know your answer will be different every time because there are millions of them and I understand that. But if you had to push play to five songs by other artists, once we finish this conversation, what songs would you play and by whom? Oh, if I'm supposed to push play on five songs. Mm. I'm gonna I'm going to take you back if I'm supposed to push that. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back, but I'm gonna chip in one of my songs. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So yeah, the first song I'm gonna chip in will be Rent Free, which is the song I just dropped. Yeah. The second song that I'm going to play is going to be I'm Better by Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. The third song I'm going to push is going to be, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Big Pop Up by Notorious B.I.G. And then the, what, how many have I mentioned? Three. Three. So you got two more. Two more, two more, two more. The fourth song is going to be Walk by Chrissy Arthur. He's a Ghanaian artist. And then the fifth song is going to be Soldier Boy, Crank That. Love it. Nice mix. Nice mm-hmm. genres. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So Thank you. The podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message, what would you like to say? As a final message to anybody listening that is getting, is about to get new to my sound. I am an Afrofusion artist from Ghana. My music is very versatile. I like to tap into different sounds. And I believe that anybody that should tap on any song that I've released is going to be a fan of Jackie Music. So guys, listen to the music, download it, enjoy it, and experience it.